The cannabis industry is offering opportunities to many companies to expand their business. That is certainly true in security systems. One name keeps popping up that is a leader in that space, Salient Systems. Ben Shower is on the road all over New England with Salient, and now he stops in on In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. This podcast is supported by Revolutionary Clinics in three locations now in Massachusetts, two in Cambridge, one in Fresh Pond, and one on Mass Ave in Central Square, and one on Broadway in Somerville. Revolutionary Clinics, where the patient comes first. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another edition of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. And we are here in our home studio in Wellesley, Massachusetts. And we're going to be talking about cannabis and security. And joining us is the New England rep for Salient Systems. His name is Ben Shower. Ben, thank you so much for coming in. Thank you for inviting me, sir. Absolutely. And don't you like our little fun little setup here? I love it. It's beautiful. It's perfect. Tell me about the the importance of having a security system and a cannabis dispensary. It's kind of a layup for you, but I think you can probably talk about that. Boy, that's hard. Let me think about that for a second. <laughs> no, obviously the regulations here in New England, um, you know, they're very tight and it's very important that you have the, the right system, you know, that you have the right backups, that you have the right quality of cameras, that you have the right person putting in the product and, you know, as, as overall. So it's very important that, you know, when somebody goes to select that, that they are looking at, you know, those are some of the main things they should look for. Absolutely. And, you know, I, I kid about this when I teach kids. It's like, you know, don't freak out about being on camera right. because I guarantee you, as soon as you walk out of this building, you are on camera somewhere, right? Absolutely. Everywhere at stoplights, in malls, anywhere that you go, there's cameras. Just take a look as you're driving down the road, even on the freeways. You know, look at I 90. I mean, it's everywhere you go, there's a camera. There's that little, um, brown, dark mm -hmm. thing, you know, you know, inside it, it's a security camera. Absolutely. Um, the improvement in technology mm -hmm. in the video side of things, yeah. you know, we're, you know, beyond HD now, we're at 4K, and now they're talking about 5K. Yep. The human eye really can't tell the difference between 1080 and 4K unless it's really right next to each other and you're doing right. it. But in security, what what is the resolution capabilities of some sure. of these cameras? So your, your resolution can go anywhere from a one megapixel to a 20 megapixel and sometimes a little bit more. You know, for industry standards, you know, eight is about, you know, about normal um, is what people look for in the regulation side, you know, eight to 15. I think the regulation here in Massachusetts is at 15 frames per second gotcha. um, as far as resolution. So that's, you know, that's close to, you know, uh, close to what the eye would see, but actually it's a little less, about 24 frames. Uh, 24 frames per second is what the, the human eye can see, is as far as the resolution on the video side. Right. So what? how challenging is it for you as a New England rep um, when you pick up the phone? Obviously, you're selling into the cannabis industry, mm -hmm. so they're a little bit more friendly and receptive, I would think, than if you were selling something outside of the cannabis industry. But everybody needs a security system these days, right? Right, right. So, when you are talking specifically to the cannabis industry, what's your sales spiel and how competitive is it out there? It's very competitive. You know, the, the big key that I use is, you know, I like to be the trusted advisor. So, you know, the point of that is that, you know, I'm not some guy just blown in here trying to say, oh, hey, I'm some big wheel guy from wherever, knowing everything about everything. I like to actually build that relationship with the individuals, you know, be that advisor to help them coach and counsel them. Because at the end of the day, they may have 10 grand, they may have 50 grand. I mean, you know, and, and it just depends on what they have. But I mean, I can help them be scalable. And right. that's really important to them as they're building their business. So 
I've seen these dispensaries that have grow farms inside them. Mm -hmm. I have seen them where the grow farm is underneath. Mm -hmm. And I've seen them that don't have a grow farm, that they wholesale their, their wares, if you will. Mm -hmm. And I'm guessing that means when you have a grow farm, you have more of a more robust system, I think you called it, right? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, there's different scales, you know, but I definitely like to consult that, you know, you want to have a good quality resolutions, you know, especially to your entry points, your choke points. Um, you know, depending on how your, you know, either your farm is set up, an exterior farm or interior farm, you always want to make sure you have your, your choke points, you know, with the high res highest resolution mm -hmm. um, with a robust system um, so that you can identify exactly what's going on, you know, see, you know, for the regulation side. When you're building a relationship with people, with your mm -hmm. customers, um, how big a difference is that human element versus just you know, oh, it's just another security system. In other words, how do you build the person's trust? It's, it's very simple. I mean, you know, I, you find a common ground with somebody. Um, you, you know, either you walk in and you look at something that, you know, like a dog, you know, a lot of, a lot of my uh, partners have, have dogs that greet you there, you know, when you walk into the dispensary into the farm. You know, I mean, you find a common ground with somebody um, and then just, you know, start slow. I mean, you know, it's just, you have to, each individual situation is different. Yeah. So there's not like a blanket, you know, there's not one way to build a relationship. It's about learning that individual and starting from, from the first time you introduce yourself. Are you seeing a uh, lessening of the stigma? Is the stigma about cannabis coming down? And you're dealing with the public all the time. Mm -hmm. And I know that you're primarily calling on that industry, but mm -hmm. are, are you getting more receptive? Are people more receptive now? People a lot more receptive. I mean, you know, in different states, I mean, I represent the New England states as mm -hmm. um, my main focus point. And, you know, for the most part, you know, the, the, it, the stigma has come down. Uh, it's not so much, oh, you're into marijuana or you smoke marijuana or, or you're partaking it or, or you grow it or whatever. It's more of an accepted thing now, you know, as, as and I'm glad to see that industry change. Um, I started out in the Colorado industry back in the day. And so, you know, there's always, there's always been a very strong, you know, stigma of that. But as it continues to grow across the United States and become more accepted, um, it's, it's almost like uh, it's casual almost now. So you were in Colorado for how long? Uh, about five years. Um, at the beginning of the time or? Right when it got launched, yeah. So I was uh, a vice president of an integration company at that time. And, you know, I, I worked out there with uh, the, the consulting side um, on the electronic security side and I was on the physical security. So in Massachusetts, we're just a little bit over our first year of adult use recreational um, opportunity, you know, partaking, yeah. usage, usage, yeah, yeah. whatever you want to call yeah, it, yeah. partaking and consuming. Sure. Uh, Maine um, has actually jumped ahead a little bit and now is finally getting their regulations together. Yep. Um, compare the first year, if you can, mm. of Maine and Massachusetts's experiences with what went on in Colorado, because it took two years mm -hmm. for the Cannabis Control Commission to actually launch and write the rules and regs here in Massachusetts. Sure. Uh, the flow is a lot, uh, it was a lot easier flow out in Colorado, in my opinion, uh, watching it kind of unfold. Um, there seemed like there was a lot more accepting um, it was kind of, you know, it was really simply put as far as, you know, the operational standard. It's been a lot, a lot more challenging here, you know, especially in Maine. You know, I do a lot of business in Maine and, you know, I work with a couple of large farms up there and it's been very challenging for them. You know, now that they're just going recreational, um, they did a license thing, you know, a little different than Massachusetts, similar mm -hmm. and different. But basically they issued, I think, 140 licenses for the recreational shops and a license is for an additional shop, for one shop. And so they just now are going to be releasing that here shortly, but um, they've only got about four people they've issued license to. So the process from Colorado to here is it, it seemed like there was a lot of organization 
kind of pre-organization done. You know, it's kind of more of a very gelled process out there. Yeah. And here it seems like it's been a lot more hurdles to jump through, um, especially, you know, working with partners are like, you know, I, I talked to, you know, uh, one of the one of my providers today and, you know, he's been working for two and a half years um, on his own funding for money and for building his organization. He's finally able, he finally got his um, building set, finally got his licenses and he's going to rock and roll now, you know, but two and a half years he's put in the time. And, you know, I didn't, the struggles weren't that way in Colorado. I mean, I'm sure there were, you know, um, you know, probably in the entry level, yeah, at the beginning levels when I was there, but I didn't really see much of it. It was more or less, it was how often, how quickly can we help these guys put their security systems together? How quickly can we get the guard staffed into that? It was like, it was a very gelled, but quick process. Yeah, so. in Massachusetts, we love to drag things out. Our, our leadership here, and, and I have taken shots at Governor Baker in the past, but he made it very clear he wanted this industry mm. to crawl before it even walked, let alone run. And I doubt there are many other new industries that have the upside of something like this that had to overcome that kind of a stigma, that hurdle. Yep. Uh, Massachusetts got a lot of abuse in yes. some of the cannabis media, and I'm obviously not very happy with how it worked out, but mm -hmm. I'm happy that it's here in my home state. You know, I say this all the time, but I never thought in a million years that the Red Sox and Patriots would have 10 championships in the 21st century. Okay, uh -huh. and cannabis would be legal in my home state. I mean, exactly. it's like I, you know, I'm, I dreamed about it. Certainly, yeah. you know, yeah, yeah. thought about it, but Absolutely. man, never thought it would happen, and it, and it is here now. Yeah. Um, question about Maine: You're on the road, yeah. and you're going to Maine. Now, Maine's a huge state. Not a lot of people, but about a million people in the whole state. But it's huge as far as territory goes. Yeah. How far up? Have you gone in the state of Maine? Bangor is the highest. Bangor. Yeah. And by the way, I've only gone as far as Orono, which uh, is just north of Bangor. <laughs> I've never been up to Moosehead Lake, but yeah. obviously I've seen pictures. And yeah. I, you know, maybe it's on my bucket list, but I'm going to probably be a lot older before I get to Moosehead Lake on the way to New Brunswick or to yeah. PEI over there and, yeah. and stuff. So uh, Bangor. But it, it's a huge state, isn't it? Absolutely. It's beautiful. Oh, no, it's my second home. And did you know, did mm. you know that Maine and Massachusetts were actually one in the beginning? I didn't know that. They're part of the original 13 colonies. That's wow. the history major in me at, at, from Tufts University. All right. thought I'd do that. I know you're a big That's sports great. fan, too, but before we go off on another tangent yes. like that, I do want to wrap up the podcast sure. because you and I have a date with the Boston Celtics in Boston, and we're looking forward to that. They are my favorite team, and I didn't mean to forget that they, too, won a championship in 2008. And by the way, the single greatest day in my sports fan career was that game six against the Lakers because I did not like the Lakers growing up in Boston at all. Mm -hmm. And, of course, winning on the home court of the Boston Celtics at the Garden, and I was there to witness it. That was very, very special. So we will continue that and continue our conversation. Yes. So thank you so much for stopping in and hanging out with me. And we're going to have some fun at the, uh, the TD Garden, as it were. Absolutely. So for Ben Schauer, our director, Dan French, I'm Jimmy Young, your host of In the Weeds with Jimmy Young. And remember, it's a whole new world of weed out there. Use it responsibly. We are pro-cannabis media.